today is the day after Halloween, and so basically it's November 1st, obviously the day after Halloween, and um, my name is Teresa Chavez, or Terry Cha-Cha, or Teresa Cha-Cha-Cha, you know, according to the Yo-Yo-Yo podcast, that's what they would like to name you, or Trina, Trina Chavez, moving my phone right now, so it sounds crazy, and that's why I'm Trina Chavez, you know, Tina, Trina, Teresa, I don't even know my own name, Teresa and Tina mixed together because we're obviously twins on the yo-yo-yo, but whatever, whatever. Um, I'm 25 years old. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's not much to say about my age. I'm 25 years old. I can't be like, oh, this year, that, that, and that, because, you know, in five years, I don't want to put my age out there and I'll say, in five years, i say I'm still 25. They're like, oh, will you put your age, your, the year you were born out? So I don't want it to be, like, traceable, you know? I mean, the only they'd have to, like, do some hardcore tracing. Or not even hardcore, but just be like, oh, this year they said they were that. Teresa said she was that years old. So, yeah, I'm 25. Um, I have a five-year-old daughter. She's amazing. She's the best thing that ever happened to me. She's, 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 she's I don't know what, what else to say about her. She's just great. I love her so, so much. I know a lot of parents say they love their kids, but I love my daughter. I like to compare her to uh, other kids. And, and and not because, like, she's terrible, but because she's so amazing. And so I like to compare. I see other kids, like, I, I don't know how long ago it was, but I experienced my first temper tantrum in a store. It wasn't my daughter. It was me and my daughter shopping at a grocery store. And this kid threw himself on the floor and just started screaming. And this mom, whoever his mommy was, I mean, it might have been auntie or whatever, but I would assume it was his mother. So this kid threw himself on the floor and this mom just walked away. She was like, F this, I'm, I'm just going to leave. This kid just could cry on the floor. And I remember looking at this kid like he done lost his mind. And I remember looking at my baby. She must have been a year, a year and a half. Tiny, 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 you know, not even wiping her own ass yet. She looked at this kid and looked at me. And I remember thinking to myself, she knows. My baby knows that this is unacceptable behavior. And, um... He knows social media me. I went home. I mean, after I put the groceries, obviously, we drove home. Got the kid inside the house, put the groceries away, cooked it or whatever, whatever. But afterwards, I put it on my social media. I said, you know what I experienced today? A child throwing themselves on the floor and the mom didn't do a damn thing. I would be so embarrassed if my child did that to me. That's it. That's all I put. And uh, I remember a lot of my, you know, social media friends commented and saying, you should watch what you're saying because what if this child was autistic or had ADHD or like whatever other, other things that might affect a child's uh, behavior publicly this child might have had don't judge them blah 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 and i understand that i totally get it like if my baby had a a a social illness and she was throwing tender temper tantrums i would i would 
be like, oh man, I hope I hope no one's judging us. Okay, okay. But at the same time, I was like, man, I hope I'm the parent who goes out with a socially awkward child who throws a temper tantrum and doesn't care what other people say. But at the same time, I'm so vain. I'd be like, oh man, I can't even go out with a child like that. So that's what I think of my daughter, that she's just so amazing. I'm blessed, blessed, blessed that she's not sick or mentally, uh, I don't even know what would be the right way to say it, but I'm glad she doesn't have like ADHD or, or Tourette's or, or a social problem that would cause embarrassment to me. And not just like selfishly but for her own well-being i'm glad and blessed that she's not like that and uh that's my baby i think she's just amazing i'll pray for people who have a hard time with children that have to go through that because it must be so hard to go to the store and not be a hundred percent sure that you could just make a five-minute trip and a five-minute trip you know like Go to the store, buy some carrots, go home. But a lot of the a lot of parents have to go to the store and be worried about like, is my carrot trip gonna turn into a fifty minute tantrum? So you you spend what fifteen minutes going to the store, thirty minutes on this tantrum, fifteen minutes checking out, and another what thirty minutes to go home? Like it's a long time. So. My daughter's just great. I don't know. I'm sorry, but I think she's just the most beautiful, amazing person in the whole wide world. She's amazing. And uh, that's her. She's cool, I guess. But um, I live in a tiny, tiny, tiny town. Uh, I mean, I guess it's not too tiny. I mean, it's not 200 people, but it is 20,000 people. But compared to where I grew up, where it's almost 200,000 people, it's a really small town. Uh, and it's a farming town, so you wake up in the mornings and you smell, you walk out the door and you smell garlic. It smells like, oh, my my mom's cooking something outside, but nothing's cooking, obviously. Or you go, or some days out of the year, especially towards Christmas time, because the population of the town is over 50% Hispanic people, you walk outside and it straight smells like menudo or tamales. Like, it's a beautiful, amazing smell. But at the same time, like, they're not cooking this for the town. They're cooking this for their family. So that means I got to cook this food, too, if I want to satisfy this craving. So I live in this small town where seasons are determined not only by, like, the leaves falling, because like we definitely have all the seasons here. Like, September 22nd, the leaves are already falling because September 22nd this year was the first day of fall. And there was already leaves on the floor. But this town is is is, is categorized. People say, uh, oh, it's fall because we're starting to cut down the corn. Corn seasons and corn harvestings amongst us. Or, or garlic. Oh, it smells like garlic outside. And I don't know about a lot of people, but to me, garlic smells super amazing. Like, 
if it's not just straight garlic in your house boiling and cooking outside it smells good especially mixed with the other harvesting things you know corn and, and pumpkins like it smells great it smells like menudo i don't know and uh so that's how you can tell the seasons out here is by what's harvesting outside what's what 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 harvesting season is it and or we have a we have a pumpkin patch in town and uh every year they make an amazing pumpkin or a corn maze corn mazes and they take a picture from the sky and this year was peter pan and if you do the whole maze and find all the checkpoints you get a free pumpkin which i think is pretty awesome like i don't think they do that where i live i mean i don't know i was super young when i lived there 18 and under you know and uh i mean 18 is not that young but as someone paying for what's going on that is pretty young because i know i wasn't paying my bills at 18 my mom was and um yeah that that's that's the town i grew up is i mean i'm living in right now it's super small super crazy how small it is it's definitely very new to me how small it is i know all my neighbors they're cool uh i mean they live there i live here you know, we got each other's backs. And I have a cul-de-sac, so if a car drives by that's not normal, we all know about it. And then my dogs, I've got three dogs. They hear something new and they just start barking and barking and barking, which is t- super annoying. So annoying, especially my female dog. She's a she's a purebred weenie dog. She She's just the worst. She could, she could bark at a cockroach walking down the road, like... 10 years away from now and she just barks and barks and barks yeah so we got three dogs one purebred weenie dog and two chi weenies so they're half weenie and half whatever else they are i don't even know i don't even know why we got them they're the worst two but the two males so we got two males one female and uh we have two chickens that we raised from from basically as soon as they popped out of their little eggs but we started with five and now we're down to two one died, my fiancé let him die because he let him freeze to death. Not on purpose, but that's what happened. And then the two turned into roosters, so they started as chicks, but they grew up to be roosters. And in the city limits, we can't have roosters. So my fiancé's parents took these poor little chickens and, and, and basically ate them. Uh, not basically, but they did. They ate them because we can't have chickens, which is super sad. I didn't witness this event, but that is what happened, these poor little chicks got eaten so we're down to two chickens now and uh we got two kitties they're hairless which is amazing and that's the only reason we got them because i'm not trying to sweep up cat hair all day long but we got our first kitty i don't know oh a while ago and um we we got him from a breeder so we obviously paid quite a bit of money for him but our second kitty is also hairless and um we saved him we rescued him um basically the person that we got our first kitty from our breeder she messaged me on facebook and was like hey there's a cat in in your town that um was abandoned outside in the mountains so our town is kind of split into i guess would be city and country even though technically i feel like they're both country but we live in the city kind of of our town and the country is in the hills so she said there's basically been a cat abandoned in the hills in the country of your town and um they're looking for a home for him 
And I said, of course, we'll take him. Like, I'm a big, I'm a big animal person. So I was like, yeah, we'll take him. Give me the information. And she gave me the information. We got this kitty and this poor cat. Since we have hairless cats and he was abandoned in the hills in the, in, in the country where there's literally like wild hogs and coyotes and stuff. Like this cat could have died, this poor thing. So it was summertime. Well, it was still hot outside and this cat was sunburned. He has no hair. So he comes to us just burnt, burnt to a crisp. Like if you touched him and he had no hair, he felt like like just scabs all over this poor baby. And they told us the information. He's six years old. So he's five years, more than five years older than the kitty we already have. And um, we brought him into the house. We quarantined him for a little bit because cats have to be quarantined or whatever. I don't know. And um, we kept him in, in a room all by himself so he could get used to the smells and stuff. And uh, we brought him out. And then him and our cat didn't get along too great, but they weren't like fighting or nothing. And... Um, I went to go visit my mom. I took my daughter because my fiance had to work. So I took my daughter to go visit my mom. I left my cats here. Obviously, I wouldn't just take them on the road with me. And I visited my mom, went to Disney and whatever, whatever. And just typical mom visit. Um, I guess you guys will hear about me going to Disneyland all the time because I love Disneyland. And um, my fiance would send me pictures of the cats just playing and playing and playing. So that made me real happy that my kitty was like, adjusting well to his new lifestyle and um yeah his name's Polly D DJ Polly D and yeah that's my cat story and um so that's my kitty story my cat story you know about DJ Polly D he's he's great he's great he's like the best cat I've ever had in my whole life and 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 I've had uh well while I was living with my mom I've had two cats, two cats my whole life. And um, my first kitty, her name was Kitty White Sox. She was literally like the worst cat you can ever imagine. Like I got her when I was three years old and I remember the day we brought her home. Like I walked into the house. This is when me and my mom lived in a two bedroom, one bathroom house, tiny, tiny this home I look it up now and it was 700 square feet like so small but it was it's been me and my mom alone our whole life so like for two people it's a great house but when you start getting older you know 13 14 start caring about how you look the house was too small that's when we moved but when we got our kitty I was three years old and I remember walking into the house and I hear this meowing and and I say mom Mom, I hear this cat. So, I don't know. Basically, story short, we got a cat when I was three years old. And um, this cat was terrible. My whole life, you can walk into the house and you have to be worried. Like, this cat is just going to jump out of the middle of the couch or under the couch or hiding. It just mess your body up. Like, she would just attack you and just, like, murder any limb she got attached to so that's our kitty white socks. I was uh, 24, 25 years old when this cat died. So I had her over 21 years 
Well, my mom had her 21 years, but she lived to be over 21 years old. So she wasn't a kitten when we got her when I was three. So that's how we know she was super, super old. And she was the worst cat ever. And I remember the day she died, obviously. I was with my mom. And it was just super sad. I don't even want to talk about it. And there's no point in talking about it because I'm sure you guys don't want to hear. Oh, her tragic story about a cat. Oh, my gosh. So sad. Um, but, yeah, she died. And, yep. So that's when I had to explain to my daughter death. You know, heaven and stuff. And my daughter took it so great. Like, she was sad because I was sad. I've had this cat my whole life. So I'm just sad because my cat died. And my daughter took it like a champ. Like, she's she's done really well with... I mean, we're raising her in a Christian school and uh, in the church. So she knows, like, heaven and hell. And my daughter's just... She's a champ. She's such a champ. And she takes it really well with all that stuff. And, um... That's the first cat I had. Uh, we got another cat. The two cats I was talking about. And um, so this other cat that we have that still lives at my mom's house, which is another terrible cat because he's just so, so hairy. And, and, and he just is hairy. He's 12 years old. And the older he gets, the more hair he grows. Like, I figure, like, cats, the older they get, they'll just go bald like humans. But no, this cat just keeps growing hair and growing hair. So there's hair all over the house. And uh, his name's Fuzzy. My other cat was Kitty White Sox, but this cat's name's Fuzzy. And he's just, he talks a lot. Like, he knows the cars that are supposed to be at the house. So as soon as he hears a car pulling up to the house, he just starts meowing. And I'm not just talking like, meow, meow. Like, he'll be like, meow, like screaming at you. Like, hello, I'm here, pay attention to me. I need your love. Hello. Like, he's just the worst. And my mom has two dogs, George and Penny. And my mom got all these pets at the same time. So they're all 12 years old. And George looks like he's about 50. His eyes are getting all, like, frosty or glazed over. And he's got so much white hair. And... I think his time might be coming. He's definitely not going to live as long as that evil cat did. And then there's Penny. She's little. Because George is like a pit bull black lab. So he's a big dog. And Penny is just like this hairy thing. I don't even know what she is. But she's so small. But she's got a lot of life in her still. Like, But I think she might like have dementia. So she might be young with dementia. Because she just like starts barking at like water. She's so crazy. She's the worst, too. My mom just has, like, the worst pets in the whole wide world. And, um, yeah. That's my life with pets. We've got all our pets who live here with us now. And then, my mom always tries to pressure me to take all her pets that she swears are my pets. Even though she brought every single one of those pets home. And I didn't ask for a single one of them. And all the pets that I did ask for have died by now so I'm just like you can't force these animals on me that I definitely didn't bring home you brought them home mom but she doesn't care
I mean, she cares because she's still taking care of these animals, but she doesn't care. I mean, she cares. I can't even say she doesn't care because she still takes care of them. But she doesn't care that I don't want them. Like, she's still forcing them on me. But I've yet to give in because we already have so many pets here. But, um, what I do for fun, I guess, like, because I feel like this podcast has just been a lame story about my life. And people might think, like, oh, on social media, they may think, oh, Teresa is so much fun. She's living the life. And really, I'm not living that. I mean, I'm living a great life. My life is amazing to me. But I'm not, like, party every day. Not living a crazy 21-year-old lifestyle. I wish I was, you know, no worries or nothing like that. But I do have a family. I do have a daughter. I do have bills to pay. I mean, we're homeowners over here. And, um... We have a few car payments, so I'm not like debt free, 21 years old, just living life with my parents. I wish, I wish that'd be so amazing, but we chose a different, more, I guess, responsible path, but is debt really that responsible? I wish we would have saved up, you know, $300,000 to buy a home, but we did it. So for fun, I guess I just like stay home and do the typical semi-housewife thing. I just walk into my home after taking my daughter to school every single day and look at my home and how can I decorate this? Or what can I do different to make it look beautiful or bigger or more grown-up party friendly? Like That's what I look forward to every day is finding ways to decorate my house. You know so grown up and so boring but I do I love to decorate my house every season just my chimney decorations change monthly I love I love to decorate um when I was younger I used to want to be interior design but that dream got crushed real quick by 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 by, by I don't know myself and um I also love to visit my mom I live five and a half hours away from my mom so I love to go to my mom's house for visiting you know spending time with her I'm the only child, so if I don't visit her, who's going to visit her? So I love spending time with my mother. And um, when, I down, when I'm down in like the Inland Empire, Los Angeles area, I love to go to Disneyland. I, I have a season pass there, even though I live so far away. I love Disneyland. I think it's like literally the best place on earth. I love Disneyland. Especially on Wednesdays. It's literally so empty on Wednesdays. So if you want to go to Disneyland, go on Wednesdays. Ditch work and just go. It's totally worth it. And um, another thing I like to do for fun is like go to comedy shows. Um, I'm a big Gabriel Iglesias fan. I mean, I love him so much. I saw him the first time when I was like 16, 17 years old. And I am, he was performing at the Improv in Brea. And... Me and my mom knew some, the manager, or I don't even know what he was, but we knew somebody who worked at the Brea Improv, and so if I was 16, 17, he, he got me in because I was a 21 and over show, and that was the first time I saw Gabriel, like, in person, and, and I was in love, and I remember after the show, we were front row, so that was, like, 
spoiled it for the rest of my life. So I've always had to be like super close to the stage from then on. Uh, <laughs> so we were front row. I, I don't know if I was 16, 17. So between 16 and 17, I was front row watching the most amazing comedian I've ever seen in my whole life. I mean, obviously I'm super, I was super young at that time. I didn't know much. I'm not a big, uh, I don't even know his name. What's that guy's name? The other Latino comedian who's like super anti-Trump. Oh my gosh, what's his name? He has his own TV show or had, I don't even know. I don't keep track with him. I don't know his name. So I'm not a big fan of whoever that guy was. And uh, so I remember watching Gabriel Iglesias on the show. And he, well, first of all, he had opening acts. And I remember it was somebody super young. He was about my age at the time. So he was like 16 years old. And he was super funny. And I was like, oh my gosh, this guy is so amazing. And then I remember Martin Moreno coming out on stage and I was like, oh my gosh, I know this guy. Like I've heard him on the show. I've seen him on TV. I was like, I know this guy. He's so funny. And he did like his little act and um, not little. I mean, he was his act, but he was an opening. So he wasn't like an hour long. And um, he introduced Gabriel and then Gabriel came on the stage and I started crying. Like I'm super, I'm super emotional. So I was like, oh my gosh, it's Gabriel. And then we were in the front row so I could see him like sweating and stuff. So I knew part of his act was like, oh, I don't know. Like basically he talks to the audience about like his smell and that he smells like chicharrones or whatever. And I thought that was funny because I was front row and I could literally see him sweating. So I was like, oh my gosh, this is great. And he went over his time, which to me, I've been to a lot of Gabriel shows and he he's He's very known for going over his 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 time of performing and um, the show is over. Everyone leaves the improv and uh, we stay behind because at, at, okay, at the time my mom was dating that manager guy who got me into the to the improv. And uh, so we stay behind, everyone's outside and I remember being so starstruck when Gabriel came out. And it was like basically my opportunity to take a picture with him. And I just stood there frozen. Frozen so hard. I couldn't even like, I couldn't even smile. Or if I was smiling, I just was like a creep. Just frozen. And I remember Gabriel saying, where's everybody? And I don't remember who it was, but they said, oh, they're outside. And he was like, okay, bring them all in. Bring them all in. It's like, it's time for the pictures. It's cold outside. So I thought that was really cool. Like he was so concerned about his fans that he was like, bring everyone inside because it's cold. I don't want them outside. And so it was my turn to take a picture with Gabe. And I remember my mom saying like, go, go take a picture of him. And I'm still frozen. So it's been like 15 minutes. I'm just in one spot, like can't move. I'm so stuck. And he literally just came up to me posed and started talking to me and I still haven't said anything to him I'm just standing there and we take a picture and then my mom takes a picture so we're all taking a picture and I was like basically it's time to go so I just like missed my chance to say anything to him and we went home because I probably had school the next day 
Either way, we went home. That was my first time meeting Gabriel. And I definitely was so excited the next day at school. Like, oh my gosh, I met Gabriel Iglesias. And back at that time, I mean, that was over 10 years ago. He wasn't as big as he is now. So people were like, oh, that's cool. And I was like, it is cool. And uh, yeah, that's what happened there. And then I think I must have been probably 21 years old the next time I saw Gabriel in concert or performing. I don't know what it's called when it's a comedian, but I went out. Well, my mom actually got us third row uh, seats to see him at, I think it might have been the Hana Center in L.A., so we were third row, and I remember crying again because I'm so emotional. I cried when Martin was on stage. So he did his 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 comedy, and um, then he introduced Gabriel, and I'm just crying. I'm such a baby. I'm just crying and crying and crying, like, oh, my God, like, fangirling it so hard. And... That's what happened. It was Christmas. It was Christmas. Oh, I don't know if it was Honda then. I don't remember where it was. But that's where I was when I must have been 21 years old. So not even that long ago because I remember Gabriel wasn't doing a lot of shows in like Washington. And I'm prior military, so I was stationed in Washington. And that year he finally went to Washington around February. And I took my best friend. And it was her first time. Whatever, whatever. So basically that's what I like to do for fun is just go see comedy shows. I'm not big on like, oh, let's go eat here. Oh, let's go drink there. I'm more of like, let's go watch a movie. Let's go watch a show. Let's watch Disney on ice because I'm a huge nerd with Disney. I love Disney. Uh, yeah. And um, I don't know. That's me with the comedy and what I love to do for fun is just watch shows and be a little nerd for Disney. Mm. Besides like my daughter playing soccer, those are my mom duties and I love to just watch my baby play and do that fun stuff. Um, yeah. I think my life is super entertaining I've always thought that hey they should make like a show about my life and it would be so amazing it'd be better way better than keeping up with the Kardashians but I've thought that since I was about like 18 years old where I thought oh there should be a camera following me in the military because I know there's a lot of military followings who like to make fun of or compare their lives in the military to other people in the military. But now that I'm just at home, going to school, being a mom, decorating a house, going to comedy clubs or comedy events, my life is not that fun anymore. And I'm just like, oh, I guess that's part of growing up. You just get boring. And I'm just like, that's fine. That's my life. And, uh... That's it. That's all I've got for our first adventure with Teresa, I guess. I mean, I don't I don't really have a name for for this. I was just going with the flow basically, watching the Jersey Shore and I was like, "Hey, again, my life should be recorded." That's basically what I thought. 
I mean, who else is going to record it if I don't record it? So that's, I was just watching the Jersey Shore. So I've always wanted to be on the Jersey Shore. Or like a reality, like Bad Girls Club or stuff like that. I don't know. I'm not that bad. And I'm definitely not like a raging alcoholic in Jersey Shore. So I was like, let me just record what I'm thinking right now. Even though I've always wanted to be on reality TV. But at the same time, that's embarrassing. Even if I wasn't a raging alcoholic or or like a bad girl club member, I would not want my child to see like that like part of me. Even though it's part of life, I guess, like one day she might be super into partying and she'd be like, it's okay, my mom was on reality TV. I'd be like, all right, that makes sense, but I don't want to encourage that. And um, yeah, that's my life. In a week, I'm actually getting married. Yay, marriage, you know, it'll be fun. I mean, the marriage part is a work, like you have to work at it, but our wedding, which I'm actually really looking forward to, is going to be next weekend. And I'm super excited. Our theme is Beauty and the Beast, me and my fiance, Michael. Um, just because when we met, I was super thin and super conceited and I feel it was super beautiful and he was just this super thin guy who was super nerdy and amazing like he's always been amazing we started off as best friends but um back then like Beauty and the Beast was just a Disney movie I started getting him into and that's just become like I guess our movie is how we've based or not based but like like if we go to Disneyland and we see Beauty and the Beast stuff it's like oh my gosh like this thing or Legoland actually has a lot of Disney references too we've gone there so like I don't know Beauty and the Beast has just been our thing we saw the new one in theaters together well that's us so we're getting married next weekend after that we're going to Hawaii which will be our second trip to Hawaii together but we both love Hawaii and um in november where else are you supposed to go on a honeymoon to new york no way it's freezing there or i don't know where else you go for vacation i just say new york because i'm a big new york yankees fan and uh, he mentioned i was like just no way it's just too cold there or he also mentioned going to south korea and i was like no way it's super cold there like, we were both stationed there at the same time. I was like, no, I don't want to go there. It's so cold in November. But um, both of our families are going to be super present at our wedding. So that's why it's going to be a lot of people. I mean, my family is super, super tiny. Literally, my bloodline is five people. But his family is too many to count. And not even half the family is going. But... Most of the wedding party is going to be his family. And I'm just excited, I guess, to be married to him. We'll see how it goes. Uh, wish us luck. Love you. We'll think of a name for this thing later. Bye.